Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from our Holy Gospel in Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. This is God's word. A number of years ago, my, my family and I went down to Menominee. And we went to what they have every summer called the Waterfront Festival. We were meeting up with some family down there. And we were out walking along the marina where there were a couple dozen boats and yachts anchored at the docks. And there was a man dressed in the garb of a Roman Catholic priest riding in another boat around the marina. And he was sprinkling holy water on the boats that were docked at the marina. And it struck me as as really, really odd, not because a Roman Catholic priest would be sprinkling holy water. I've seen that happen before. But because I don't think the guy was actually a Roman Catholic priest. Something about the way he wore the vestments and his, his body language and the way he moved around, it seemed like he was in costume. He was pretending And that association people make with Roman Catholic priests and holy water kind of led me to believe what he was doing was sort of a a, a reenactment of what may have happened in the 1800s, early 1900s, when travel by boat was much more common. You might see a Roman Catholic priest out blessing the boats with with holy water. And indeed, if any of you have ever been to a Roman Catholic funeral mass, you have seen the priest sprinkle the holy water on the casket at some point during the service. That concept of holy water, it's not really a thing for us as Lutherans like it is in the Roman Catholic Church. But if you've ever been to a Catholic hospital, for example, uh, St. Vincent's down in Green Bay or St. Francis in Escanaba, might be common to find in every hospital room a little bottle with quote-unquote holy water inside of it. Water that's been blessed for applying to something to make it holy. In fact, even in some secular-owned hospitals, you might find the same thing. It's water that's been blessed to be used in a special way, like in a hospital or a boat, apparently. There's no biblical command that we should bless things with special consecrated water, so we don't really do that. But water, of course, does have an incredibly important role to play in the Bible. Perhaps one of the most frequent examples we think of is the flood. Noah and his family and the ark. Now there, the water had two purposes. First of all, it was God's judgment upon the earth 
to wash it and make it clean. And yet in that cleansing, that water also carried Noah and his family above the destruction and provided them with salvation. When God established his covenant with the people of Israel, he commanded them to observe various rituals of washing with water, particularly in connection with the tabernacle, their place of worship. The different articles that were used in there, bowls and pitchers and utensils, were to be ritually washed. Even the people, if they had touched something that was considered unclean, or if they had a sickness or infection, were to wash themselves. Water has an important role to play in the worship of God's people. And so that continued when John the Baptist came preaching, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Those who heard him, Matthew records, were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. John came baptizing because just as the earth needed to be cleansed by the flood, just as Israel needed to be washed of uncleanness, all people are sinful and in need of being washed. So that's why when Jesus comes to be baptized by John in the Jordan River, John recognizes something and it wasn't right. It was the sinners that needed to be washed and cleansed. Not Jesus. Not the one who would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I need to be baptized by you, John said. Do you come to me? The idea of Jesus being baptized was, was ludicrous to John. Perhaps to you and I as well. We know from Scripture that Christ was perfect, sinless, a spotless lamb without blemish. Indeed, it was John the Baptist who in John's gospel cried out, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus didn't belong there in John's eyes. There in the water with all the sinners and the wicked people. He was different. Jesus tells John, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus steps into the water not because he needs to be made holy. But because he is holy. Jesus steps into the water because he is the source of holiness. Those who were baptized by John in the Jordan were not forgiven their sins because the water was holy. They were forgiven their sins because the one who steps into the water is the one who will bear all sins onto his body and pay for them with his blood shed upon the cross. No, it's not water that is holy. It is our Savior, 
Jesus Christ, who is holy and who makes things holy. It is Christ who is holy and perfect and sinless. He is holy, we are not. He steps into the same water as the sinners to be their holiness. He steps into the water to, in his own words, fulfill all righteousness. He, the righteous Son of God, steps into the water to be the righteousness of sinful people. He is holy not just for his own sake, but also for the sake of sinners. As Jesus would say later in Matthew 9, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus Christ is holy. Sinners like you and me are not. The holiness of God, the holiness of Christ, is something we often forget. So many of us want to picture Jesus as this regular guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is fully man. Fully and completely human. But we like to picture Jesus as though he'd be this sort of guy who'd pound a 12-pack with us and laugh at our dirty jokes. If he were here today, he'd pull your finger if you asked him to. And he'd laugh after he did it. No. Jesus is holy. Jesus is righteous. Jesus is perfection. And as the word of God teaches us, we can't bear perfection. When Moses was in the, the presence of God, it caused his face to shine with the radiance of the sun. When Isaiah saw the Lord seated upon his throne, he cried out, Woe is me! When Peter, James, and John heard God the Father speak from heaven at Jesus' transfiguration, they fell to the ground and cowered in fear. When sinners are in contact with the holy God of heaven and earth, they melt away. When we choose sin over the holy will of God, when we serve our flesh rather than the Lord, that's that divide that exists between us and God, between us and holiness. We confess week in and week out that we are indeed sinners. One of our settings uses the phrase, poor, miserable sinners. But we will look around and see the speck of sin in everyone else and ignore the plank in our own eye. We are unholy. 
We are unrighteous. Every last one of us, disobedient, stubborn, wicked, evil to the core. Core. We turn away from the brightness of God's holiness as it shone from Moses' face. Like Isaiah, we cry out, Woe is me. We melt away like Peter, James, and John at the Transfiguration. We exclaim with John the Baptist, You, Jesus, you don't need to be baptized. You don't need to be washed. We are the unclean ones. But Jesus is indeed baptized, as he says, to fulfill all righteousness. Though you and I are unholy, in Jesus Christ we are holy. Though you and I are unrighteous, Jesus Christ is our righteousness. Though you and I are sinners, Christ comes to save sinners, to be our great physician. It is not the water that is holy at Jesus' baptism. It is Jesus himself who is holy. Holy for you and holy for me. Righteous for you and righteous for me. Though Jesus does not need to be baptized, he is baptized for you. He identifies with you. He shares his identity with you. He steps into the Jordan River where all the sinners are gathered because he will identify himself, number himself with the sinners. He identifies with you. Not at a laugh at your jokes and drink beer with you sort of way, but by bearing the judgment of sin that was meant for you and meant for me. He identifies with you. He shares his identity with you. And that identity was given to you in your baptism. In baptism, Jesus' holiness became your holiness. In baptism, Jesus' righteousness became your righteousness. In baptism, Jesus' perfect life became your perfect life. In baptism, Jesus' death became your sacrificial death. In baptism, Jesus' resurrection became your promise of resurrection to new life on the last day. In baptism, it's not the water that is holy. It is Jesus who is holy. Holy for you. And in the water, with the word of God, Jesus is given to you. St. Paul writes in our epistle today from Romans 6. He says, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, 
in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Because Jesus has died, we have died. Already, in our baptism. Because Jesus lives, we live already in our baptism. Because Jesus is holy, now we are holy in our baptism. It all happens there in baptism. It all happens in that water. Not because the water is holy, but because the one who identifies himself with sinners is holy. And he comes to you through the word joined to the water. Baptism is your identity. You belong to God in Jesus Christ. His name is put on you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when God, the Father, looks upon you, He sees the perfect righteousness and holiness of His Son. As the Father spoke at the Son's baptism and said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. So he looks at you and says, with you, I am well pleased. Not because of your holiness, you have none. Not because the water is holy, all because Jesus is holy. And he remains holy for all eternity And for those of us who have been baptized into his name, his holiness is ours for all eternity as well. Is there such a thing as holy water? Well, there is a holy Christ. And as he's given to us in the waters of our baptism, that holiness is real and ours forever and ever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.